Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello, and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Richard Riemann. Richard, the audiobook wizard, is an acclaimed authority on audio self-publishing. He has narrated and produced hundreds of indie-published audiobooks. He is the author of the Global Ebook Awards Gold Medal winner in writing and publishing, the author's guide to audiobook creation. Richard created Imagination Video Books, a 501c3 nonprofit to make children's illustrated books accessible to all children by creating audiobooks with audio descriptions of the pictures for blind children and video books with captions and sign language for deaf children and children with learning challenges. Welcome, Richard. How are you today? Thank you, Terry. Great to be here. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm happy to have you because this is something very different from anything I've heard before. So you started this 501c3, which sounds awesome. Tell us where you got the idea of making books accessible for deaf and blind children. Where did that come from? Well, I was, uh, after a long radio news career uh, in Chicago, New York, and, and D.C., I decided to become an audiobook narrator, and I've narrated and produced, as it says, hundreds of books, and I noticed there was a gap in the audiobook world. I have friends who are blind because I was a guide for blind skiers for several years, and they talked about how growing up, they never saw the pictures in picture books, and it's a shame that, you know, the descriptions are not available because audio description is growing in movies and in TV shows. So I thought, why not combine audio description with children's picture books? So we do rich audio descriptions of the pictures. And we produced over 120 books so far in a year and a half of our existence. And we are actually doing some, some of the more famous books, Winnie the Pooh being one, you know, once upon a time, a long, long time ago, oh about my last God. Friday, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was walking through the Hundred Acre Wood. So I'm, I'm the narrator. You're the narrator, say, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And uh, so I, I found that the blind community embraced this immediately when we started to do this. But then the deaf community said, well, you know... Can you do these books with description and also have sign language for deaf children? Because we don't have a lot of books for deaf children. I said, absolutely. So I uh, signed up with the Described and Captioned Media Program, dcmp.org, which is funded by the Department of Education. And so they are broadcasting our videos for free. Mm-hmm. to blind, deaf, and neurodiverse children, as they call them, mm-hmm. children with autism, dyslexia, and other learning challenges. And mm-hmm. also we are doing a weekly podcast 
the illustrated audiobooks with the audiobook wizard. I am the wizard. And you oh, are that. the wizard. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I got the the voice from directly from Harry Potter. I actually did uh, a wizard voice for a couple of books. Harry, so good to see you, Harry. You know, I gave your parents their wands. So the uh, I can Love be it. the wizard, the narrator, and uh, and I have a lot of fun doing it, obviously. Yes. So how do you go about picking the books that you're going to do this with, make video on and all? Well, so we are making a special effort to choose books that are featuring children with differences. So they can see themselves and hear themselves in these books. Children with autism, children with sensory processing disorders, deaf children, blind children. So we make a special effort to pay attention to those books and also to any marginalized groups. And one of the special things that we do is we have a lot of volunteer narrators. Some of the, the top narrators in the country have volunteered their time to narrate our books. Excellent. And we also have 17 blind and low vision narrators on our roster. Wow. Those narrators we pay to narrate our books mm -hmm. because, you know, we want to give them the opportunities in the voice acting area. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Really excellent. So how do you, so I love this, the idea of the sign language for deaf children, because that, that's something I never would have thought of either, but they came to you and said, there's a void here. Can you fill that as well? Exactly. I mean, they, there are over 5 million children in the U.S. who have some sort of, of special need, whether it's blindness or deafness or, as I said, neurodiverse autism, that type of thing. And the ages of three to eight are critical in these children's education. Right. So to get them more materials, oh, I should mention that we also create Braille files to go with the videos so that parents can download the Braille version of the book with mm -hmm. audio description. Uh, and that will help the kids learn Braille. Mm -hmm. So so we serve many different children and it's just, you know, we have a ton of fun. We're producing about two books a week and they're all independently self-published books. We go directly to the authors. We have found, unfortunately, that the major publishers are not that interested in doing accessible versions of their books. What a shame. But of course, they can't make money from it. Exactly. They you know, they, they don't think there's a big enough audience for them to make Ugh. money from accessible versions. And they don't realize that, especially when you add description of the pictures to an audiobook, it's good for all children. Now, Absolutely. all children can listen to a picture book in the car, in audio. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, or they can listen to it and read along. Yep. And that also helps as far as uh, literacy goes. Right. And sometimes, you know, if the parents are super busy, and I, I, a lot of parents want to try and read a little bit of a book every night as their child's going to bed. But during the day, I mean, these are great fillers when the parents are busy. Instead of plopping them in front of a TV, have them doing this instead. So much better for them. Yep. And it just, it's one of those things where I, I didn't want to retire. I was turning 70. And I said, how can I give back? 
And that's why we started the nonprofit Imagination Video Books at imaginationvideobooks.org. And it's been so fulfilling. We have a, a wonderful team of, of narrators, of engineers. Our audio engineer, Chris Snyder, has been totally blind since birth. And we just have so much fun creating these videos with a little music in the background. Uh, we don't do a lot of sound effects because that startles blind children. So that's something <laughs> that we learn. But, and we have the, the still images, the illustrations from the books. Mm -hmm. And it's being very described in detail. And that is good as we discovered for children with autism who can't focus as much on right. things. Right. This way, there's just one still picture being described and then uh -huh. another still picture being described. Oh. You know, as as opposed to animation where everything is flying by. And oh, yeah, that's just, not good. That's know, just too just much. It's overdoes it right. their senses. Right, right. And they that's where their problem is. They're always on overload. Yes. So you got to find ways to just calm them down. And that's great because there are so many children on the spectrum today. So, so many growing every year, unfortunately. So that is just so perfect. And I love the fact that you said you didn't want to retire because I didn't either. I started my podcast at age 70 mm -hmm. and I've been doing it for two years. So I'm 72 now, but this is my message to boomers. Get out there, find something you're passionate about and start giving back, give back to the community that has done so much for you, it's now our job. It's our time. We have the time. And it's so much darn fun, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, I, I've i been, you know, I, I've been told about my voice, you know, for, for most of my life. And, you know, as you age, your voice is going to get a little thinner and uh, you're yep. going to sound a little older. But I've always said that when my real voice sounds like this, I'll just fake it and sound like this. <laughs> So I will never age at all. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, it's we want to give back as we get older. I think we realize how important that is. We don't want to sit around and do nothing. It's important to be active and engaged and to find something that you're really passionate about. So you found this because you were already doing audiobooks, I guess, before yes. you started this. That's where you got your moniker, I guess, the audiobook wizard, correct? Yes, the audiobook wizard, yes. <laughs> so what kind of books were you reading then? All oh, kinds? I, all kinds of books. Um, the, um, I did a, a horror book once uh, about a surgeon who went around the country based on a true story who oh. did lobotomies at uh, like circus shows and stuff to help calm down men's wives. He would oh, do the lobotomy God. there on stage. So that was interesting. Right. And then I've done, you know, everything from that to children's books. I did over 30 different voices in a book about a nuclear submarine on a, a secret mission to China. And, you know, all the sailors were described as having gruff voices. So that was a challenge because, you know, there had to be an Irish gruff voice, and all of a sudden there was a Russian American and a German American, you oh know. And I just uh, so you're so really good I had at to that. Come yeah, up with all these different voices with the different characters, and that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Now was that a children's book, a teen book? Or? No, no, that was uh, a mystery. 
And that was a mystery. Uh, yeah, okay. I've done horror, mystery, um, but wow. a, mostly children's books. I just love to do kids' books, as you, as yeah. you might imagine. And it came out of reading to my children. You know, twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, ah. not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And so, that's you know, reading to my kids. This is an extension of that. Yeah. And you have built such a big team in such a short amount of time. I was on the website and it's phenomenal. Very well done. And there's a whole team of people already in place, which is really amazing to be able to accomplish that in a year and a half. Well, it's just, I found such support out there because we're being recognized as being unique. Nobody else is doing this right now. So, and, and we, uh, unlike many nonprofits, we cross different communities, the blind community, the deaf community, the special needs communities. Um, so we reach, you know, as I said, you know, over 5 million children have issues and these books can help them and we make sure that they're available to them for free. Yeah, they're a blessing. They're an absolute blessing. So what is this where you can pick your book? Like if you want to sponsor a book, you can... Tell us about yes. that. That sounds very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Basically, you just contact us on the website and say, I have a book we would like to make accessible. And uh, we will do that. And our cost to do that is $800, mm -hmm. which it covers everything. Video, the audio, the Braille file, the audio description, everything. We've gotten that cost down to you $800. Really have. That's very reasonable. And you will be named as, you know, this book was made possible by a donation from, uh, and it is uh, all for charity. So it is a donation. Mm -hmm. And actually, we can do any book. So if you have a favorite book, there's a thing called the Marrakesh Treaty and copyright law, which mm -hmm. as long as we don't sell it, we can do an accessible version of any book, A oh. Little Engine That Could, or Corduroy, or, you know, you name it, uh, The Goodnight Moon. So we can do any of those books. That is amazing. dedicate it to the person and maybe their child, mm -hmm. and they'll have an accessible version, video and audiobook version that they'll keep forever. So that... uh, yeah, just go to our site, imaginationvideobooks.org, and you can find out how to do that. That is really a good idea. So anyone out there listening who they have a favorite book that their child would love to have made into like a video or more accessible, this is a great way to do it. This is fabulous because I'm sure with all those millions of children that have issues, there's favorite books that you haven't done yet. So this oh, is yes. a way that a parent or a grandparent, even better for a grandparent to do, to take that book donate to you, have it made for their grandchild. What better way to, uh, you know, give something to your grandchild that will be there forever? Yes. And and we can put pictures of the children or the, the grandparents in in the video uh, and really personalize it. So it's it's something that we have a lot of fun doing also. Yeah, that sounds great. That really does. So you didn't want to retire and I didn't either. So I started my podcast at age 70, because I wasn't going to retire either. So I guess you plan on doing this for years to come. I do. As long as, you know, I mean, I may step away from being the, the CEO, mm -hmm. but I will, you know, be involved in this nonprofit for as long as I can be. 
and, and you know, and, and continue to narrate the stories because, you know, that's, that's a fun part of what I do too. Right. So do you have a, a message for my boomer audience? Well, if you wanted to give them one message from your own experiences in the past, what would it be? It would be how I got into this originally. Read to your children, read to your grandchildren. Mm. That is the most important thing. And then start early, start when they're three or even two. Yeah. And just read these storybooks to them. Open up these worlds that exist beyond the, the four walls that they live in. And, right. you know, have them love books, go to the library with your children and grandchildren and show them all these books and they can take five at a time home for free, you know, and, and just have them experience that wonder that is beyond the world of electronics. Mm, absolutely. And that's so important today because they're all on their electronics, but I like holding a book in my hand and turning the pages. When I read, that's the way I like to read. There are people who want to read on their computer or whatever it is, but I, I like to have the book in my hands. And I've been a reader all the way back. I remember being, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, going to the library. We were allowed to take out 10 books. And I was wow. just a little kid. I would carry those 10 books <laughs> home. And I'm telling you, I had to walk over a mile to get to the library because our parents had one car and, and my father took it to work every day. There wasn't anyone to drive me around. So I would have to walk with the 10 books, come back with the 10 books, and then I'd return them and I'd get 10 more. And I just love books and love reading. And an interesting story, which kids today would totally not be able to relate. When I first, when I took my first trip at age 18, I was going to Hawaii for a week and I actually wrote letters to the hotel to book my one week stay. And they wrote letters back. Okay, you're booked. I had to send them a check ahead of time. And so you had to do this well in advance. And I got the names from the library. I would go to the library and look up the hotels. I would write to a couple of them. And then I finally picked one to book. And I, I kept some of those letters because it's really so much fun. Yeah. Kids would never guess that you had to do that. And, you know, I'm still alive today. And I did that as a young person at like 17 and 18. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing. But books opened up a whole new world to me. And I just loved it. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, me too. I was on the bus to the library with my sister when she was seven and I was five. We got on the bus to go to the next town to go to the library together. Wow. <laughs> you had to go to the next town. I at least had one. Well, I'm from Philadelphia. We had lots of libraries because it's a huge city. But I still had to walk at least a mile, maybe a mile and a half. I don't really yeah. remember. But, but you had to go to the next town. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So tell us the website again so that anyone who wants to go there and learn more can. Mm -hmm. It's imaginationvideobooks.org, O-R-G, and we're actually changing the name as of January 1st to imaginationstorybooks.org oh. because we're doing video, audio, so many different things, braille files, that we think it's more encompassing. But it'll still, if you go to Imagination Video Books, it'll point to the right site and remember that it's .org because it is a nonprofit. 
Oh, good. And then tell us about your ebook. Can people still get that? The author's guide to audiobook creation? Yes, it's uh, it's still available on on Amazon. Okay. And yeah, the author's guide to audiobook creation. It is really for any author that wants to learn how they can do an audiobook themselves or hire a narrator and the different services, how to get your book on Audible and, and all the the different places. And it won uh, several awards, so it's still there up on uh, up on Amazon. Oh, that would be great. You know, it's funny because I just interviewed Doug Stapleton, and he wrote a book, It's a Wonderful Time, and he just finished his audio version of that, and he was giving us a little background on how we did it. it. It's involved. It's a process. He actually picked the different voices. He had a male voice and a female voice and another male voice. So uh, he was explaining the process and it's quite involved, but the book turned out fabulous as an audio book. So, you know, I think everyone needs one. You know, if you wrote the book, you should do an audio book as well. Why not? About, I think it's now about half of Americans are not, have listened to an audio book. So yes. it's really, especially during the time of COVID, people discovered uh, audiobooks and had them playing on their Echo and Alexa type devices and stuff yep, yep. and them read to them. Yeah. And, I, and whenever I go on a long trip with any family member, we stick in an audiobook. That's because you don't want to be listening to the radio. You want something that really just kind of keeps your attention. So one trip when I went, I think I went to uh, North Carolina with my one daughter and the book was so good and so gripping, but she was back at her house. She was dropping me off at her house and I'm like, we weren't done. So I had to stop <laughs> and she had to give me the ending and it was such a good book. I'm like, oh my God, it was so good. Fun listening to it. It was really fun listening to. So whenever you're on a long trip or when I'm out walking, I go walking every day and I listen to either a podcast or an audio book. I want something to kind of engage me while I'm looking around. I'm enjoying my surroundings and everything too. But I find that I walk longer and farther when I'm listening to something than if I'm just out there walking. So it's a healthier way for me to do it. And I've been doing that for years and I love it. I really do love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So this has been great. I've loved having you on the podcast. I hope everyone takes advantage of going to your website and looks at that. And if you are an author, which I do have a lot of authors in the audience, I hope they go and look up your book on Amazon because you need help when you're trying to do these things. It it, it takes a while and you really have to, you have to have some knowledge before you just jump in. So look into it before you're ready to do it. And you know, you've got that award-winning book. Why not? They should definitely look into it. <laughs> and if somebody needs help, my email is richard at imaginationvideobooks.org. And I'd oh, be happy to talk to authors or anybody who wants more information on how to make a book accessible. Oh, great. And, you know, I have a sister writing a children, not a children's book. I think she's like six to nine or 10, that next age group. Yeah, up. the chapter book. Yeah. So I will have her get in touch with you if she has questions because she's a brand new author, but she's got this fabulous idea of a book. So Mm. she's written one already. She's on the second one. It's going to be a series, but she'll want to also do the audio books, I believe, because again, just so they're accessible, the widest range and, you know, kids need this. They really need it. It's so important and it will help them be a better person and a better student in the long run. So I'm so happy and I applaud you for what you've done 
you took action, you did it. And I think that's wonderful. So I really applaud you for doing this 501c3. It's been great. It's great. Thank you, Terry, so much. You're welcome. I've enjoyed having you today. So thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.